our podcast. Uh, we are just... Hi, my name's Beth. Let me explain what's going on. <laughs> I can do this. It's because I'm looking at you while right. talking, which makes me nervous. We are questionable history. Is that what we've landed on? <laughs> we are some kind of podcast that talks about... We're a couple of sisters. We're dorks. Historical romance. We just want to talk about romance novels. novels. That are ridiculous. Maybe we should be ridiculous history. Um, no, I think we landed on questionable history. Um, and we are snarky sisters um, who like to be sarcastic about <laughs> these ridiculous uh, romance novels we both uh, love and hate. I think at the they same changed time. our lives. Yeah, just fundamentally. So we want to talk about them. Yes. So actually, one of we thought for this first podcast uh, we could maybe just uh, do a little bit of an intro I was curious to talk about kind of how we first got introduced to uh, historical romances uh, if you can remember the first one you ever read if you have a preference like for subgenre or like a particular era um, that's kind of what I wanted to delve into um, and so the first question I was wondering is if you actually remember the first historical romance you ever read <laughs> I did not. Okay, that was very quick. <laughs> Moving on. Just joking. Um, I don't remember the first one I read. I remember an early one I read that was one of my favorites. Um, it was called The Lavender Lady by Carola Dunn. And it was a really sweet one about like a family, of course. I mean, I don't even know why it seems like Regency romances half the time have to have like the Disney model of um, orphans and things oh. like that. So this is one of those where... They're all orphans, except somehow the older sister is from, like, the first marriage, and so she's not technically blood-related to the rest of the family, but half-sister maybe. It's very strange, but it was a sweet story. So, yeah, uh, that was probably one of my favorites. Do you remember how old you were? I was young. I want to say, like, 14 or something, maybe. Cause, yeah. Because I actually didn't start first. I wasn't didn't even know they were a genre. They were a thing until you started reading. Yeah, okay. And then you recommended a book to me or something, but I don't remember which one. So it wasn't a very great book, probably. <laughs> so I was thinking about this, uh, and it took me a while, because I first thought I had read them as, like, um, you know, into junior high, or, like, maybe, like, freshman in high school or something. Yeah. But then I remembered that technically the first historical romance I read was in sixth grade, and it was a book called Jane Emily. And it was actually oh, about, like, a, about a yeah. gothic kind of historical tale, so the romance was very secondary to it. Um, but technically it was set in like 1912. I count that as historical, you know, yeah, it's a hundred years. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then I remember now thinking as an adult, like, why was this in a like elementary school <laughs> library? And, um, and then I went to school to be a librarian and they don't censor books. And so then I said, Oh, that makes sense. Why it was yeah. in a library. Cause they wouldn't remove it, but it was very, uh, different than the books I was reading at the time because I was into, you know, The Babysitter's Club and right. Nancy Drew Mysteries. And this yeah. was the first one where I read and there was that tingle with the romance of yeah. like, oh, this is so sweet. And, you know, she has a boyfriend. And, you know, caring about that, I guess, is part of the story. There's one thing I want to say about <laughs> that book is I remember for a long time being so confused. Wait, is Jane Emily one first name? Is it like first and middle name? Is her last name Emily? <laughs> I just remember going round and around in the time and like trying to figure out what that was about. Right. Do you remember? Uh, I believe it's because it's both. There's a girl named Jane, and she's quasi possessed by Emily, who died. Oh, that's right. You she said was like a jerk child. Okay, yeah. Now I remember. Okay, and there's something okay. about a glowing ball in the in in the garden. Okay. So again, to a I must have been 11 at the right. time. It was very, like, this is so different, and ooh, what's all this about? And yeah. um, and I don't know if that spawned me looking into other historical romances or historical fiction, but it's been as far as I can remember um, that, I've, that I've been reading them. And I actually don't remember being the one to recommend a I book to you that was historical romance. I remember you having read them and we went to the used bookstore and there was a whole section at the time that was Regency romances. Okay. So at some point you found Regency romances because I do remember you saying like, oh yeah, the genre yeah. is fun, it's historical. Yeah. And they're, they're all lighthearted and, and sweet. At least That's back in true. the 90s, Regency. there was a separate section for like the Harlequin style full on sexy times. <laughs> and then there was the like safe for all ages style where, you know, a, a chaste kiss or hand holding was yes. as risque as it got. And so the whole section was that, and we would go and, like, keep our favorite 
exchange the ones that were meh, and then get a bunch of new ones. And that's kind of how I got into them um, from that. The only one I remember from the really early days that I'm like, well, maybe this was the story. There was one you shared with me that had to do with, like, a blind girl. And then, and, and it was a Regency romance. Okay. And I remember thinking that was so different. Oh, having yeah. Having, like, a, a person who had, like, um, is differently abled or whatever, right? And had, like, challenges with their vision or whatever. Um, and so maybe that was one of the first ones. But they're all a blur, honestly. Yeah. Because the more you read, the more the stories blend together. Yeah. So, so I don't remember the There's first There's definitely story. a template for it Regency romances the... particularly. Yeah. Of, like... It's like a Mad Libs. It's like, heroine is this. Hero is this. This is the setting. And over time, you can tell the authors that do their own research versus the ones like me, if I tried to write a Regency, who have just read dozens or hundreds. Yeah. And so they just kind of follow the pattern. They're like, sure, this must have been accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably what happened. (laughs) Napoleonic Wars. Do I need to Google it? No, it probably was around this time. So that's funny. Yeah, that is hilarious. That's funny. I remember one of, I don't think it was the first one because we were already pretty addicted to romance novels about this time. But do you remember that vacation where we we read each other, The Bride yeah. of Newgate? Because we couldn't we couldn't stand um, taking turns properly, so we would read it aloud to each other so that we could stay on top of the right. story. That that, that was actually a really one good new, one. The first one that was a good one. I remember. It that. was, and it was fun because it was like mystery with yeah. adventure with romance um so yeah that, that's a good one check it out if you haven't it's an old one you could probably only find it in like hard copy at, at the library i don't oh, know if it's like digital I just, anymore i just realized that we forgot to introduce ourselves i'm beth the younger sister used to being spoken of <laughs> uh i'm amy and i'm only older by 15 months so does that really count well, I, I find it interesting that you found the need to point that out because Amy is the baby-faced one that always looks like she's younger than me. So it for some started reason, since she... I turned 40. I didn't care about it until I turned 40. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm only 15 months older than her. She's not that much younger than me, even though she's not 40 yet. So at the time we would have been reading these books, it would have been like, oh, is that your younger sister? And I would have said, no, that's my older sister. But thank you for making me feel old. <laughs> there was a period where people thought we were twins. Oh, yeah. So there was that. At least they thought we were the same age. We don't get it. But in our voices, you might hear it, so you're forgiven if you assume we're twins. I'm, I'm assuming the people who thought we were twins had uh, facial blindness, right? whatever that is, and so all they saw was body type, because we are similar height, right? semi-similar body shape. But like people our hair wore glasses kind at of the different time. colors. You Very had different colors. Hair. I always had the lighter And I hair, always like... had my hair like pulled up in a Your hair's thick and long. My hair is very fine and not so long. Like, come on. Suffice it to say, we don't see it, but we're not, I'm not offended. We're not bitter. No. We just think you're crazy. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe when our mom dressed us alike. <laughs> Maybe that's why they thought we were twins. Maybe so. But this mom. was when we were in our 30s, so mom wouldn't have been dressing us <laughs> at that <laughs> point. But we still, yeah. Anyway. Okay, um, you'll notice we'll probably go on to tangents a lot, so I'm going to rein us back in yes. to get on topic. So, okay, we kind of talked about our first exposure. Do you have... Wait, there's yeah. one other clarifying thing I want to make clear. <laughs> so when you hear my voice, think of Beth's. I remember plots very poorly. So if you have to default to trusting someone, trust Amy's ID <laughs> detail because she probably has it accurate. We'll, we'll Maybe I'll add a segment to the end that's like Beth's fact checker and i'll just give updates on anything she said or correct anything that was erroneous yes so the next thing i was curious about because i have actually um changed i think a lot in my life over what i call it like the subgenre. i guess it's two questions subgenre in the sense of do you really like the gothic historical romances do you like um what people call alpha males that have like very like misogynistic we'll say male characters um, is there a, an era in particular that you always gravitate to? Like, I will always pick a Regency over any other era kind of thing. Um, I think that I primarily really am a fan of the Regency period, um, although I do sometimes enjoy slightly before and slightly after it. So I think it's Georgian is slightly before. Yeah. Um, and that's the big white dresses and all that. And yeah. then after, is that Edwardian after? Or is that? No, Victorian. Victorian. Came Edwardian after. came after. After Victorian. Victorian. Okay. Yeah. 
So then I enjoy some that go a little bit later into Victorian because that's when like the railways, like steam yeah. engines and stuff, started coming about. And so some of that I like well enough. Um, yeah, I often can't even tell sometimes the difference unless I pay attention to the date. Yeah. If it's Regency or Victorian, because yeah. especially in the early Victorian, it was like right after Regency. And so a yeah. lot of the same things were happening. So I have, I have a, had a couple times like the train station. Wait, what? what? And I flew back to the beginning. Oh, oh yeah. This is taking place in 1850 or whatever. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now I know what's happening. Yeah, I think I read once and they were talking about balloons, like air flight. And I'm like, huh? Right. <laughs> and, and then um, clothing is the other big clue for like Georgian oh, stuff yeah. usually. If they're wearing the big panniers. Oh, yeah, that I can always tell because they talk about powdered hair exactly. or patches on the yeah. faces, which when I was young threw me off. I could not imagine what they meant when someone was like a patch. She put a patch yeah. by her lip. And I'm like, what? Like, you patch your clothes? Like, right. I had to Google I always imagine some sort of weird sticker thing. Is that what it is? I think so. Oh, kind of like, kind of like the idea of like, yeah, decorative thing. Like, people put glitter on their face. Yeah. And that was kind of like the Georgian period's but males and females would be yeah, fascinating. It's weird. And then I remember looking up what snuff was the first time. So I'm like, why are these people? And I'm like, oh, they're taking cocaine? Yeah, like, is like that? a mixture of tobacco and cocaine. And I believe even crushed up glass. Yeah, it, it was would, It dumb. would cut open their Can nostril just say a little bit dumb? and get the drugs in faster. And then they'd always sneeze in the book. And I'm like, yeah, gross. Yeah, that's gross. Cool. Yeah, cool, I would cool, not cool, have cool, found cool. that attractive, I yeah. don't think. But maybe different times. Right. So I find that, yes, typically, like, before, I was all about, like, Regency, like you, Victorian Regency, Georgian. Um, I didn't really like much past the, like, 19, like, was that the beginning of the 20th century? Like, yeah. once it got into, like, pre-World War One, yeah. it felt, it's history, but it felt too close to home. I was just kind of like, well, too this only like happened 80 years ago. Yeah, and I was like, I really want to go back farther. Um, but recently, like, over the last three or four years, I've really been into like medieval early viking i don't know why because it i mean really these are very misogynistic heroes and all that kind of stuff but for some reason and i think they call them like i don't know technically what a bodice ripper book is (laughs) but the idea is like the male is very dominant and but i think what i like is i find authors where the female although for that time frame is probably out of character she's very strong it doesn't rub me as much the wrong way because I feel like she's, she, she learns how to manipulate the hero in a way to where she's not downtrodden. Does that make sense? Like she kind of can hold her own. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Lately I've kind of been all over the place, but then I'll get sick of those and then I'll want to go back to Regency. So it's like I flip flop. I think I've read a few of the older ones on your recommendation and I've enjoyed them for the most part. But I think the funny thing that I find boring <laughs> is that they don't have the, some of the tropes, right? Oh, so right. they don't go to Almacks or whatever. No, they, they don't. They don't have a grand no. ball. Because there's they no, don't have a, you know what I'm there's saying? There's no they lungeon. There's no season. Yeah, they generally live more isolated. And so yeah. you get less of those, like, interaction with other people in a broader universe. Yeah. It's more family-centric. Or yeah. it'll be like a, a group of people in a clan or something. Yes. And so, like... I enjoy that, and that's fun, but for the most part, I think I liked more of that you like imagining. social whirlwind, or I like the, the community aspect, because like even some of the regencies that take place in the countryside, there's usually a local community of, of peers and friends and whatever that they interact with, and I think I that's like true. the immersiveness of kind of being in a setting yeah. um, that has a full uh, town or city or okay. whatever with it, so I think yeah. that's probably what my draw is. And then, I will admit, in some of the older ones, I could not get over sometimes when the dude is, I'm I'm telling you the truth, although Amy will fact check this later, <laughs> but it feels like the dude is somehow seven and a half feet tall and as wide as a bus, and the girl is like three foot seven and weighs 50 pounds, and somehow like that makes sense or whatever, and so I'm, I'm obviously being facetious, but that, that weird disparity that kept coming up, I'm like... Yeah. For real. Like, where's the normal size yes. humans that existed yes. back then? So yeah, that no, that does get... out of get... reality too much. That I'm like, what? That's a good point. That does get a little bit ridiculous, particularly in the the very, like, uh, olden times. So, like, right when uh, the conquest is. So, William the Conquest, yeah. like, 1080 or whenever that was. Like, kind of around that time period. Yeah, it's like, 
the men were basically mountains. Like I read a, I read of this one author who literally described the the men's arms and legs as wide as tree trunks. And I'm like, I'm imagining like oaks, right? So like big or pine. And maybe she meant like willow and they were like skinny or something. But imagine that. I mean, basically your, your, your hero is Andre the Giant. Like that is your hero. And no wonder they wore kilts. Ain't nobody got enough wool to make trousers for that dude. Although the funny thing is I was reading, um, for some reason it comes up because sometimes they'll describe a dress, particularly in the really old ones. Yeah. And I'll be like, trues. What are trues? What do they look like? Um, and I actually found out, and again, this is Google. I don't do like official research. This is my Google research. Yeah. So just, I'm putting that disclaimer out there for all of you. We don't get when Amy says I looked it up or I researched, I Googled this. At okay. It's a 10 minute Google. Exactly. <laughs> I might've even gone onto like the second page of Google in my <laughs> research. So I read, so I don't know if this is correct. But it was, like, through, like, what seemed legitimate historical sites who would know, or people who would know. They had professor in front of their name. So right. I'm assuming they know, right? Um, that the kilt actually didn't, they didn't start wearing the kilt until, like, pretty late. Like, oh, 1500s yeah. or something. I can't remember the exact date. So, but I'm reading these ones set with, like, William the, you know, the conquest when, when he came over right from Normandy and then con. I don't know. You Beth's shrugging her shoulders right now. Yeah. There's no video of oh, like yeah, right. Amy, I just talked about how I do not read if these. If you books. haven't realized we're from the United States, so our exposure to any European history is a little bit small and then taken and from just, historical romance. <laughs> that's why we say questionable history because you do not want to cite us on your paper for history class. <laughs> Most of my info probably comes from historical books I read yeah. and I just assume that they're telling me I assume the author has done the research, so I don't have to. Um, but anyway, I thought that was interesting because I read these books, um, and and I read Highlander books. So yeah. like from the, the the Scotsman from like the the northern uh, north of Scotland, uh, and it, it is like the the kilt plays such a strong, or the plaid at least plays such a strong role in their identity in their clans. The but then I was reading their clan, like right. And so maybe they had tartans, like they had the fabric, but they didn't wear them as kilts as we know them, like Visa, uh, what the Mel Gibson movie, Braveheart or whatever, yeah. William Wallace or whatever. They didn't wear them even at that point. Like it was even later than that um, that they started wearing them in what we kind of, us Americans at least, considered the And then at some know, point symbolic. they got banned because there was a different Regency Romance. Exactly. That was a, a state of protest, they wore the kilt to a ball or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. It was Scottish after the Jacobite Revolution, I believe. No, so, like, do you I think remember it was... the book? No. It was, she was like a widow, and then he was like an architect, and then they were falling in love or whatever. Okay. And so she asked the housekeeper to, like, help her make a sash that's in his target. Okay. And they're going to go to a ball. Is this recently that we've read? No, this is like 20 years ago. Oh, now. okay. So they come down the stairs to do the thing, and he sees her dressed like that, and he's like, essentially in, in olden days, speaks as, hot damn, and he runs back upstairs and puts on his tartan, and then they go to some ball with these or That whatever. is hilarious. Yeah. And actually really sweet. Can we find that book again? Yeah, I might actually have that oh, one Oh, so well. here's the other question I want to ask you. Have you ever been on the rampage to find a book where you can only remember part of the plot but you want to reread it so desperately and i'm talking i have probably lost hours and hours of my life really going deep into google and reddit and places where i'm like please can someone just tell me what the title of this book is i've read hundreds of other books hoping it's the book i'm looking for and there is still one book i haven't been able to find usually i can find it but there's still okay. one book out there i haven't been able to find hold that thought because i okay. do want to see i might know that book but okay. here's what's funny my first resource is Ask Amy, <laughs> and if Amy doesn't know, then I go to Google. But I went through that rabbit hole the other day for the book, and it was the one with, um, there was a girl who couldn't see very well without her spectacles, and it was oh, her love mom, is blind. her mom or, or her stepmom or something yeah. wouldn't let her have her spectacles yeah, or whatever. which is, was a dic- ridiculous plot point anyways, but yes. Right. But like, it was I, Lindsay Sands. I remember, I think so. 
I remember liking it. I finally found it. Yeah. And then I read it and I was like, well, that was some bullshit. <laughs> because it was so You're like, why, right? On the reread. And I was like, oh my gosh. I can't believe I thought it was so special and wonderful. That's true. I forgot about that part too. Because when you're... So, when you're 15, oh, yeah. something seems romantic. way more romantic yeah. or powerful. When you've been married for 15 plus years, then you're like, oh my gosh, that's so <laughs> yeah. stupid. Yeah. Yes, we will We will probably, in our reviews, uh, <laughs> take some dives or, or talk about, I'm sure, some of the ridiculous sex scenes after yeah. being a married woman. Yeah. What, can, what made me blush and felt so risque. Once upon a time, I thought <laughs> Marion Chesney was a really great Regency romance author. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And, and she's I, the same as M.C. Beaton, mm-hmm. right? I reread some of her, the Agatha Raven for M.C. Yes. Beaton and yes. some of her Regency romances. Oh, oh they're bad. I literally, oh my gosh, they're the Lady of Woe. That, they're that <laughs> character from Little Britain. I'm yeah. pretty sure they based the her on there. And it's refreshing when um, the hero or heroine, like I'm a big fan of like very... Not, I'm not talking scarred where he has a little scar through his like eyebrow, but like messed up scarring. Yeah. Or um, give me a changing sort of life changing challenges. challenges. Yeah. Give me a someone who you know has to walk with a crutch, or someone without a leg, or and someone. And there's no miraculous healing. No. It's just okay. For yeah. Them to be different. Yeah. yeah. Those I I really am drawn to those now, um, and and any heroine like I just read a book which was pretty funny because I think it was a little tongue in cheek where they, she hid herself away because she was told she was sickly and, and, and so grotesque. And it's because she had red hair and tons of freckles. <laughs> like she was right. all over covered freckles. Yeah. And what was sweet and endearing was, um, the hero started getting mad that she would cover her hair because he actually loved her red hair. Right. And then at first that, you know, the freckles took some getting used to in the sense of like, okay, maybe he'd never seen freckles before. Right. I don't know. Um, but then he ended up loving the freckles, you know, kind of stuff. So I don't know. I like stuff where it's like, let's have um, these lead females or males and have them with imperfections. Have a male like that has it, a receding hairline. Yeah, let or, it really be about the beauty within of a person yeah. and not about the standards. On that same note, in my own life, my husband is shorter than me. Yeah. And that's not the cultural, societal yeah. norm. And I have yet to find a romance book where the main Neither. Leads the male is shorter than the female. Yeah. And I'm They'll do like, like they're the same height. Maybe. Exactly. Or I've a read size one. couple sometimes. Yeah. They might be slightly below average. But this one kind of peeved me the other day. I started trying to read a book, and it referenced how the main character was very large, well over six feet is how they yeah. said it. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. So I, I Googled what the average height was back in the day. And um, in, like, the Regency period, the average height for male standardized to today's measurement was like five foot seven. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. So I'm like, so this dude is walking down the street a foot they taller have been than like, everybody else. Yeah. We would have been us walking around and like, you know, a, an NBA star walks by yeah. and like, whoa, whoa, that person is tall. Yeah. And it's always just like, and her head barely reached his shoulder or whatever. But again, if he was six, five or something, you're like, then she's yeah. a really tall chick. Otherwise, yeah. like, the, the disparity is just crazy. It is. And it's almost like what started as a stereotype of taller male, shorter female, to get a leg up, the next author was like, I'm going to make my man even taller and this woman even shorter. Right? And now we're, like Amy said, Andre the Giant meets, what, a Kristen Bell, yes. and they just hooked up. And, and you're like, it. really? Yeah. Okay. And you know, you know, I don't disbelieve that you could have those pairings, because I think yeah. like the Lincolns, Abraham Lincoln and sure. his wife, he was really tall, she was yeah. really short. Um, but it is silly when it seems like there's not a lead female, normal sized. That's all I want. Like yeah. I get, and I don't, and I don't mind having like representing all body types. I don't mind petite in a book and you know, this one's really tall or this one's in between. And I don't mind if they're super skinny to, you know, a big, nice, big girl. Here's a question I have for you actually. Yeah. I've been pondering this and I don't know if it's logistical or not, or if it would work. Do you think it would work to have a Regency or, or a historical romance type novel where you didn't specify certain things about the characters? Can you be immersed in it if you don't have, you don't know what oh, their height is? Oh, if you can't is. visualize You visualize don't know it. what, I'm like, maybe you comment on hair color, but maybe you aren't talking about their body shape or size. Exactly. It's just, oh, they have blonde hair and he has dark hair, but their heights aren't mentioned. Yeah. Their body size isn't mentioned. Would it work, do you think? I think so. 
because to read it. I think I would put my characteristics of like just based on their personality. I think I would I would create that person in my head, however right. they were. Because even when someone describes the characters to me, yeah. in all honesty, I'm imagining them how I want to imagine them. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I think that would definitely work. And I would love a book. I don't need to read every paragraph the color of eyes oh of someone. Gosh. I don't care. You know right. what I mean? It has no bearing or then it gets on a them bit as a person. Ridiculous where you're like, I doubt that those lavender and eyes have you read... glitter sparkles are real. Like, oh, yes. On. And can we please address the fact that they have eyes that don't actually exist yeah. in existence? Like, 20 people in the Regency period could not have violet eyes. I've also ran into books where the author must have forgotten the color <laughs> yes. she made the eyes because yeah. they've changed. And you notice how they never want to point out that the other person might stink. Like, it's they always uh, wrap it in terms of he was riding his horse, so For she hours. smells leather and horse. I was like, horse doesn't smell good, I don't think. I don't know, I'm not around a lot and, of horses. And that thing that's just male. And yes. Like, you mean sweat? B.O.? And a little bit of man Musk. Stink. And then they always call it musk. I appreciate the authors only because I think this would have been me back in the day who have their people bathe regularly. Yeah. Because even if it's like a, a wipe down, like quick sponge bath. Oh, I have one big I'm all over that. that she's gone out for a ride, whatever. She's hustling back. She's got to take a rest and a bath and a, and a light supper before the ball. And she washes her fecking hair, which is probably four feet long or three feet, whatever, right? <laughs> probably down to her butt. Yeah. And then somehow it's like, dry enough or whatever and it never looks damp like they dried it by the fire and i'm like i have tried to dry a pair of socks by the fire and it can take forever and so that yeah. part gets to me too i'm like nah. yeah and i always think of now like the poor servants carting all that water Upstairs, up and down downstairs. what would be the do you remember or can you pinpoint the worst historical romance you've ever read well it's funny because if it was truly the worst i probably didn't finish it right even though i try so hard right. to finish every book i start you're a trooper um i don't know let me think for a minute i think the worst for me in general either have a villain that is like not tongue-in-cheek comically inept Okay. Do you know what I mean? Where you're just like, this is just ridiculous. Like, there's just no way this guy would be like they're not in society. Personal. They're not trying to be like, haha, isn't this funny? Yeah. This is a really dumb, dumb villain. Yeah. It's literally like, did you think this was a good villain? Because he's. Or they're like so not, somehow like cruel, vindictive. Oh, obsessed, so bad. And you're just kind of yeah. like, so both. Either you're yeah. just like you're really inept, and I don't know why you exist, <laughs> or you're like, you serve no purpose. You should be in an asylum or something. Right. Like, you're a you, psychopath. This is scary. Yeah. How, how bad you are over here yeah it's basically things like that and then the other thing that really really gets to me is related to the whole body shape and this and that when it when it feels like someone is um there's no character development and there's yeah. no like depth of character oh. when i can't see them as people they're just like someone playing with barbie yes. on the page and you're just yeah. like oh okay like i guess i need growth um i can't pinpoint my worst because i've read a lot of bad and you just that let it just go. Because a party you do. Because like, you're like, why do I want to retain this? I want to keep the good ones. The funny you ever rechecked out the tab Yes. <laughs> and so what I've started oh, doing now in the library is tagging it with a thumbs oh, down. Oh, yeah. So that I remember. Because, yes, especially okay. if I'm like, oh, I read this like three years ago. Because I'm one, and I think you're one too. We'll reread yeah. a book, especially if we liked it. So I've started thumbs up if I really liked, if I liked it. Heart is like, oh, my gosh, this is my favorite. I could reread it once right. a year. It's so good. And then thumbs down is avoid this book at all costs. And like you, uh, it's getting into the characters. If I don't feel like these characters have depth, if they are pretty much just cookie cutter Regency characters. Or they don't seem to actually like or know each other. So I give it, I have a five chapter rule. I'll give you five chapters. I've been doing this since I was little and I will always do it. I skip to the epilogue or the last chapter. I got to read the end of the book first. I don't know. I'm weird. I think it's because I can't handle not... And it's so dumb. They're going to get together. You know who the main right. romance is, but it's like, I got to see them happy and like together so that I can get through sometimes the crap of like their relationship to get there. Yeah. So that is also changing as I get older too. And, you know, and being married and involving in your marriage, 
I want characters that are like, I'm not going to jump to the, like, to a conclusion without talking to you. It is so refreshing when I read a romance. And instead of the heroine being like, you jerk, I'm going to misinterpret everything you say. Or the hero being like, you're cheating on me because you talked to those oh, two other guys. Lies. Oh. It's like, can you maybe have a conversation yeah. and be like, when you said that, that hurt my feelings. Did you mean to say that? Like, I'm, I read yeah. a book once where they actually did that. And it was so refreshing because they still had yeah. the drama of being like, this hurt me or whatever. But like that very night, she'd be like, when you did that, that hurt they me. And I'm like, oh, this like is a, count- yes, I was like, yeah. this is a counselor who wrote this book because right? she knows that let's talk through our problems. I used people. to say that about soap operas and it applies to Regency Romance too. Because they're basically soap operas. If you did it, oh, on the page, absolutely. Yeah. If you would just not tell lies yes. or just go up to someone and be like, hold up, is this what you meant to say? Yeah. You could clear up so much, but then yes. the series would be over, right? Exactly. So they draw it and drag it out. But it, I hate the misunderstanding books where everything's on a misunderstanding that somehow lasts 27 chapters. Yes. Because they just won't talk to each other. See, and I'll almost buy the like, oh, I'm hiding this from you because now I like you and I don't want you to know yeah. that like I did, you were a wager and that's why we're together or whatever yeah. it was, right? I can accept those, even though I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, if you told her, like, way back when, she probably wouldn't have had a big deal about this. Um, but it's the not, it's just making the assumption. It's, I'm yeah. so mad at you assuming you did this horrible thing to me, or assuming that you don't love me like I love you. Oh, and I'm just like, come on. crazy related, I think, is the busybody parent or oh, well-meaning yeah. sister. We were reading... Um, I can't remember the name, but it was the guy who owned, like, a Winterborns or something big department store. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Victorian one. And Marion Winterborn? Maybe. <laughs> he's he's going to marry this girl. Lisa Kleepos. Kleepos. Kleepos? I have no yeah. idea, but you get the idea. It's one of those. Um, he's going to, like, marry this girl, and they, they have an encounter that's a little bit risque or whatever. Yeah. And she gets... Um, She's kind of nervous about it, and then her well-meaning like sister-in-law comes that and tells him That was the end off. of the other book. Yeah, that was the first book. It made me so mad because I actually really liked that character. And exactly, I, I it liked... was so angering and yeah. so frustrating. Yeah. and I'm like, do people do that? I mean, maybe they do, and I'm just lucky not really right? have a busybody in my life. But I'm like, oh, it just makes me want to peel my face. I get so mad because then they're both reacting, and no one will just talk. And but yeah. I did love in that book. Yeah, the set. So the next book. They address their, it. It's their actual love story yes. where they address it. Yeah. And what I like about it is I like that the girl faces it by basically forcing him to talk to her. Yes. And saying Taking no. Taking matters in her own yeah. hands and saying, yeah. she didn't speak on my behalf. And she even called out her sister-in-law to say like, for doing that to yeah. be like, I appreciate your heart was in the right place, but it was none of your business. Exactly. This is my relationship, not yours. Yeah. Yeah. She is actually one of my favorite heroines because everyone thought she was so timid and shy. And then in that book, she really comes into her own because she's like, no, I want this man. This is who she I want to marry. I realized that I do know what I want yeah. and I can speak up for what yeah. I want. So yeah, it worked out great in the long so run. So she ends up going so and getting herself. Yeah. In the beginning. Well, we won't say more because we might cover it oh, if yeah. we end up doing those books. It's good. I can't remember what the series, is it the Ravenels? Is that the Ravenel series? I think so. I think so. But yeah, I've got to have good dialogue, even internal dialogue. I get put off if I don't even care about what this person feels on the inside. I'm like, well, I'm not going to care about your life if your internal thoughts are irritating me. Like, if I just don't think you're a fascinating enough to read what you're thinking, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not going to read it. want to read about your romance. Yeah. Um, and I really love... If you're not interesting enough as a person by yourself, you're yes. not going to be interesting in a relationship. Yes, exactly. Um, and I love it when an author can do humor with it. Oh, yeah. When they can make a funny... So, like, one of my all-time favorite books, because it kind of hits all of this stuff, like I talked about, like, scarring on a hero yeah. and humor, is Tessa Dare, the one where she, where he uh, wants to marry her. She made the wedding dress, so she shows up at his townhouse mm-hmm. demanding payment. All she, she wants is, like, two pounds, six pence. Yeah, because right? she ended yeah. up jilting him because he came back, like, horrifically scarred. Yeah. We're talking missing, like, half yeah. his hair, an ear, like... And it's over half his body kind of thing. And so he just, I just, the the witty repartee, repartee, or however you say that, in that book, um, I can read it over and over and over again because I find it so refreshing and so funny. And then the series, they kept adding really good male characters to it. And so yeah. now I've got a group of three that, like, 
play off each other and do these really funny jokes. And I don't know. I just really like it when they can, they can make it fun to read. Like I can, yeah. like I'm not, they don't take themselves so seriously. Like they just It's like, you know, it's a it. good book when you're done and you wish it wasn't done. Yeah. You want season two, if you will, of that yes. book. Cause you, you don't want to see it. The other thing that's kind of fun when they point out is the realism of, um, how long it actually would take to put on all these clothes yeah. and all the tapes they have to I tie. I two hours. And that. Like, the oh corset with all the hooks and everything yeah. and the lacing and whatever. And, um, and I do think it's funny on the flip side of that when they describe these sexy scenes. And if it's not like, oh, I got ready for bed. Yeah. It's like heat of the moment. And it's kind of like, dude, you know there's like 87 hooks on that corset or whatever, yeah. right? Like it takes some time. I like the ones that are just like, let's be honest. He wouldn't have bothered of taking all those clothes right. out. He would have seen what he <laughs> could have been get a quickie up against the door and what he could get from underneath. It would be the right end. because ironically, and this I couldn't believe, it was easy access underneath. Yeah, it was just you like a gap in the drawers that they could go pee or whatever. Yeah. Oh, and then none of these people ever go to the bathroom. They don't. They will. Some of the authors I've read will reference it like first thing in the morning. She goes Use behind a screen or, yeah, yes. or, or because I read a lot back in the day where they travel long distance on horseback, they'll talk about, I go to, to take care of necessities. I go into the woods. Right? But think about like a, the classic regional or classical Regency romance. Yeah. Do they ever, they're never like no. out at the museum after no. they've just had ice as a gunter right? or whatever. They're like, I And no one's ever like, I gotta bathroom. use the piddle pot. Like never. So. Which I'm okay with. Chuckle. It makes me chuckle, but. Would I want to read a book <laughs> that I... describes their bowel movement? No, but it's so real, though. Like, they never have bad clams or whatever, and they're like, oh, shoot, you know? like, Or they're never just, like, describing, like, oh, I'm glad I have my maid so someone can hold 18 pounds of skirt while I'm trying to pee. Like, that's, that's the thing true. for the weddings logistics. nowadays yeah. where you kind of have that minute of, like, oh, I need someone to hold my dress so I can pee. It's, it's the logistics, I guess. You just want to be like, someone address this. I do. Or her um, being like, I'm really enjoying this. Oh, I got to pee. And be like, yeah, it was great. Thank you. Bye. And then running up the stairs. Like, that it implies funny. that they pee once a day. <laughs> In the morning. Exactly. When they, well, they didn't drink a lot of water. So maybe that's true. Maybe they also, were all dehydrated. the people with skirts and all, right? Remember how you have what? the tomboyish ones? The people with skirts? The ladies or whatever. The tomboyish <laughs> Sorry, ones. Sorry, that was just an odd way. I'm trying way. to make a point. That's an odd way of describing <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay, the the ones with the skirts. <laughs> the people with the skirts. I think she means females. Ladies. No, I, I love it when they're allegedly like tomboy and tough yeah. and whatever, and they will scale a tree or climb down from a trellis or get out their window. In there. And that's not. 20,000 layers. Tragically, this person died. Here's the new character because, you know what I mean? It's yeah. The logistics of it where yeah. I'm like, huh. There are more that are like, they got into their like brother's pantaloons oh, and like yeah, they like yeah. dress to be more appropriate for yeah. what they're actually going to be doing. I've had ones where the chick is allegedly getting her band box, which I believe is around the size, maybe a hat, hat box, box or something, right? Yeah. And and they're... Um, Why do they call it band box? I don't know. Okay, mental we'll note. Let's shut up. <laughs> Asterisk. Um, but they'll have, like, sometimes they'll throw that down, and I'm like, and, and then it exploded. <laughs> Two stories down, but cool, keep going. Maybe they were, like, safes. Maybe we're thinking right? about these wrong, and they were really or heavy duty. Or it'll be like... Um, and they'll have it under their arm. They're in skirts, mind you. And they'll Hugging have, like, a, a freaking rope ladder that they're trying to, or whatever. Like, you're just, oh, my goodness. Yeah. All of the above on those types of things. But sometimes they will work around it. And they'll be like, no, I hid them down in the cellar. And then yeah. I grab, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But those are the ones that really think it through. The authors. They're like, let's be real. They wouldn't have been able to do that. It's, she's tough. She can do it. I'm like. Because I'm sure that this well-sheltered young lady who is probably naturally healthy does a lot of pull-ups so that she's ready for that day. She's got a one-armed band box and go down the tree truck. Right. Yeah, I would be dead. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I definitely would have been the Regency heroine laying around eating bonbons, reading books in a two-story library. I also love how when injuries happen, and let's face it, they happen in a lot of books, it's always either a very simple, like, sprained ankle type of thing that can take one to three days to recover fully. Sometimes they call it a sprain and it will take a long time. And I'm like, okay, sure, 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 I'll buy that. But 
then you'll have the ones where it's like, and he was stabbed, <laughs> and they did, they bound it, and then stitches maybe or whatever, and then like three days later, he's, he's supposed to heroically do something, yeah. and you're just like, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't think that's how that played uh, out. Or they'll always get fevers. Yeah. Fevers are the number one way that someone's life is in danger in yes. any sort of historical romance. Yes. Fever. From being out in the open. Flat out. And they always have to get naked, too. I'm, I'm convinced that the heroes... What kind of book did you read where they're getting naked? <laughs> okay, this happens more in, like, the very historical. The older ones. Okay, older yeah. ones. Um, but I've seen it in Regency romance as well. The idea is they got so wet, and he's like, you're going to catch your death, or you're going to get consumption, or whatever it is. Off. So they find the shelter, and he builds the fire, and he's like, we can't stand these wet clothes. And I'm like, But then oh. usually the dude stays in the wider clothes and takes all her clothes off, which cracks me up. Okay, that might be the Regency. Yeah. And the other ones, they full-on both get nude. Which is a proper response sure. if you're properly, pro- properly like, hypothermic. Sure, yeah. you get naked and get in a sleeping bag yeah. or whatever. Like, okay. Yeah. What cracks me up was where it's always, like, we're freezing and teeth chattering and whatever. And then, like, we're going to get naked and huddle in this blanket. And now we're feeling a little bit bouncy. Going, wow. And you're just like, really? Do you remember that one? It's, um, oh, no, I just forgot her name. The really famous one that wrote a lot in the 30s and 40s. The author. Where, Julia Heyer? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. She wrote a book, and I can't remember what it was called now. It might have been called A Convenient Marriage or whatever. But the whole thing was, like, the guy had been, what, missing or something or gone for a while his fiance got married to someone else and he comes back and or to save the family maybe he can't afford to marry the original girl he has to marry a really plain-faced girl that's from like a, a wealthy sit or whatever they would call yes. them like a merchant yeah, 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 yeah. um and so it's not a traditional love match in the sense of that passionate love each other whatever yeah. but by the end of the book they have a kid or two and and it's, it's a nice resolution because at the end it's kind of like, no, I do love you yeah. more. Like, I love yeah. her because she's my wife and she's the mother of my children. And, like, yeah. it, it, I think her name's Jennifer, the main character, but I can't remember. Jenny or something. Um, is that, though, where he spends, though, like, the first at least half of the book pining for the yes, other girl he put it? Yes, in that regard. But at least at yes. the end it resolves itself. Are you better. sure that was Georgia Heyer? 99% sure. Okay, it might have been. I will give you this one because I don't know it all. I'm pretty sure it was. Okay. Yeah, but no, those kind of books are refreshing. It's like, can yeah. we have a, a marriage of convenience that's, like, legit? Like and they don't are... have to have a huge turnaround of now we're passionately in love. Yes. They're allowed yeah. to just be like, no, love I love grows. her because yeah. we've made a comfortable life together. Oh, yeah, because they you know? started, like, a business. Like, they got, yeah. like, because at first he was like, Yeah, dependent Ugh. on her dad. And yeah, so. and at first he looked down on her like, oh, I have to, I don't, I'm, I'm blue blood or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't want to have to work in trade. But yeah. then she ends up, they work together and they start the business or start making money together and Somehow, he ends up yeah. finding, yeah, they're like partners. Yeah. Because that's how he looks at them. Really we were partners. It was a really sweet story. Life partners. They became yeah. like, oh no, I'm proud of my Jenny because she gave me this strong son and whatever the yeah. things were, you know, and it yeah. was just kind of a beautiful like, it end was. to it all. I remember that. I, I don't remember the author. And they had to I put boundaries between the dad, because the dad, remember he remodeled their house or something? Oh, yeah. It's like lavish and Because he loves his daughter, yeah, which was really sweet. Yeah, it was cute. I don't know why I started talking about it, but just the for the tropes, like let's just have real, real marriages, not and not ones that are just about the sex. Like I like me a good marriage of convenience. Well, sometimes it's fun to read those books where maybe you didn't see their first part of their marriage or their falling in love part. Yeah. Maybe you're seeing them five years down the road, or maybe you're seeing them over the course of the book from a little bit of the early days. And then we're seeing some of them getting into life and, like, normal life yeah. together and stuff. And that must be part of my maturity, too. Yes. As a young person, all I, I was all was about falling in love. And yes. Falling in love because and falling in the love. butterflies. And, yes, you know, you know that felt that, you know, you're like, oh, that's so sweet. And it right? sparked your own butterflies. And now, when you're married 17 years, you're like, yeah, the butterflies are gone most of the time. Yeah. So I, I like those stories, like you were saying that are are more about I guess the marriage than the Yeah, the, it's about the, the relationship rather yeah. than just the chase or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's where I sometimes have a hard time with Regency because Regency tends to be about the chase. It tends to be about mm-hmm. um not all of them, but and I think they're getting away from that a lot more, but it's 
seemed like the trope thing that it was always like well especially in the fake engagement or I think now he they likes call her it she likes classical regency but it was yeah. not like early the, the 90s where it was all about it the was chase the regency of the and then 90s it ended it with them getting together getting whether it was proposal first kiss, whatever it was yeah and I got tired of that because I'm again. You're right. When I was a teenager, that's what it was all about. Because I want a boyfriend. Yeah. I want the chase. I'm just all about getting to the relationship. And now that you know you've spent decades in a relationship, yeah. you're like, no, let's now get into the nitty gritty of what it means after the chase is over, and and what that means, and how that changes your life. I do remember one book I won't throw out there. Um, that did break the tropes a little bit. And in some ways, I think Georgette Heyer probably established some tropes, but then also yeah. broke some tropes, or people yeah. picked some of her tropes and right. left it and left the others. But there is one that I really love, and it's called Cotillion. And, um, and the thing I like about it is that the main character, the main dude, he's probably average height to slightly below. I still think the girl's shorter than him, so I have a beef with that. Right. But what I love about it is He's not the smartest one in the room. And yeah. often the heroes or the heroine are yeah. both are prescribed They're the most smarter, attractive, most yeah, athletic. thinking, all of the yeah. things. He, most of his friends seeing him as kind of his daddy and as kind of a dummy or whatever, yeah. right? Like, oh, yeah, and then there's Freddie over there, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And what I love about it is that he's he's got street smarts to some degree. Yeah. And so he is the guy throughout the book. He's the old reliable. Yeah. Who, comes through like there's this thing where there's a whirlwind where she's trying to help this other couple get get married on the sly and she's so she leaves him a note saying i've go, gone off to such and so and i don't remember their names now but she's like with hester and henry and we're gonna help them get married or whatever. yeah and he's she, he's not there and he's late and she's like oh no he must not have gotten <laughs> my message and he shows up in the nick of time because he's like well, I figured you probably wouldn't think about a special license, so I went ahead and got one. And it's just funny because you're like, yeah. he's the good guy, yeah. you know? He's not the flashy one. He's no. the solid, dependable yes. one. And, and she finally realizes, that's what I love about him. I can always trust in him and lean on yeah. him. I don't know. It was great. So Yeah. I just get frustrated when it takes someone so long to realize that. When I realize it, you know, second chapter in. You know the idiot, the idiot hero. So I really like the one. The so I really started to be drawn to the ones where they just know, like from the get go, they're like, yeah. "That's who I want." Right. And like, I'm okay if it, if it's like, oh, it's wrong, and there really is this other person in the wings, and that's who they should be with. Because yeah. I still like that trope too. But there's something refreshing about just being like, you know, oh yeah, yeah, that person's great, but no, I really want to be with that person. And I think why I like it is because the person that they're gravitating towards isn't the most athletic or the most attractive or the most popular person in the room. Yeah. Like I think authors are really trying to explore realistic humans, realistic humans and being like, I'm really attracted to that guy who doesn't, who's like surly and barely says two words kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she's the vivacious, like butterfly type of hair, you know, the, op- you know, sometimes it's opposites attract. Sometimes they're similar yeah. and it's like, they're drawn to each other because they have similar likes. I don't know. I, I just really, I'm so tired of the, well, because you know they're going to get together. And so I'm like, can we just cut that out and it just be from the get-go? No, I really like this person. Yeah. And I'm just going to pursue them. And whatever path that takes, there might be misunderstandings. But can we just not have the, I I really am over the ones where it's like they hate each other from the beginning. Yeah. And then I have to spend a whole book them realizing the other isn't a jerk because we yeah. already know they're not a jerk and it was all a big misunderstanding and I, that's Your those are the ones I can't. Plot is based on one misunderstanding. Yeah, I don't want to read it. Drives me not anymore. I don't think I even liked him when I was younger either, though. I, I think I don't have the patience because I just it just irritates me. It just irritates it me because me again, if you I was don't ha- yes, and enjoy it. I'm tense. And I'm tense. mad. Like it yeah. makes me feel mad along with. Um, I'm mad that you're such an idiot. Exactly. You can't see this other person. Yeah. So I, I like the ones more where it's just, let, why hide this? Why lie about it? I, I really like this person, and this is who I'd like to be with. Yeah, I don't know. The other thing I, I haven't seen very much that I think would be fun in a book mm-hmm. is it would be kind of fun if they broke outside the mold, too, of, like, hobbies, let's say. Right? Yeah. Sometimes they paint. Sometimes they do embroidery. But usually the trope seems to be, I'm not like the other girls, and I'm not into those things or whatever. So, like, it would be fun if there were people that ever had hobbies. It was like, yeah. I'm really into making dollhouses or right? whatever, you know? That's like, for whatever reason, this became their hobby and they did yeah. something unusual, you know? I had one that I read that was fascinating because I think she was 
they might have been trying to portray she was a little bit on the spectrum in the sense of hyper-focusing, but she mm-hmm. was obsessed um, with, like, horticulture or whatever. So, like, and I um, can't remember what plant it was. It might have been orchids um, specifically. Like, that was, like, her life. She was, and like she was a scientist. Yeah. She was a scientist, so she was breeding. And so it was – it was scandalous because she's breeding. So, you know, she's talking about male plant but parts and female plant parts. someone tries to knock her out and hide her in her Maybe. I don't know. We'll ignore that part because I don't remember. But I remember it being fascinating about, yes, let's show women that are scientists. Let's show the women that wanted to right. be doctors. the Not nurses, that wanted to be doctors. And profession, yeah, by medicine. And not, like, midwives, but, like, literally, like, no, I want to be doing the surgery. Kind of goes to that hobby thing with me. Like, let's make these women beyond all I care about are dresses and what yeah. my role is expected to be. This is what I really am passionate about. And that can yeah. be embroidery or painting or yeah. whatever it might be. I also love it when the heroine is spectacularly bad at all those traditional the, things. Yeah. Um, like I was reading one where she was trying to embroider, but she was just really bad at it. And so it will describe like it was supposed to be a flower and it right. looked like a pig or something like so that. She's going and so she's emotions of pretending yeah. to be ladylike and it's all terrible. Yeah. I'm surprised how little we see hobbies. So maybe they just really were that limited, but I'm surprised we don't read about more that are like, I'm really into, or they always make him a weird character. It's always, she's really into dogs or horses. And yeah. She's always mannish and she's always, yeah. she's always tall, flat chested, mannish and strides purposefully everywhere yes. she goes. Because she's into horses. Because she's into horses or breeding dogs or whatever yeah. the thing is. And you're kind of like, or she could just be like perky and normal yeah. and whatever, average yeah. girl, but she's into this other stuff too. And I got tired of the Regencies where money saves the day all yeah. the time. If you weren't wealthy and you suddenly got an inheritance or suddenly, you know, my yeah. ship came in, there's never one where it's just like, no, we really do love each other enough and we're just going to make it. We're going to, we don't have a big fancy manor house. Yeah. We just are going to live in a very modest cottage yeah. thing and be happy. And I really am into uh, the outskirts uh, story. So I was reading this uh, series called uh, The Bare Knuckled bastards they're royalty but they're royalty of like um covent 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 garden yeah um and so like they have power but it's power of the streets rather than being i'm a duke here i'm like the duke equivalent because i they're basically criminals like i run like you know boost and illegal this and illegal that um and then they find their their queens like their love interests and um go from there and there's an interesting like story arc through it um, that keeps you wanting to read. Uh, and so that I find fascinating to get a look at different parts of London or different parts of the season, but not from the perspective. They're not going to Almacks. They're not going to Balls. Right. They're not going to stuff like that. Yeah. But this is their London. This is kind of what they're doing while yeah. all of that is going around in yeah. like Mayfair. Here's what they're doing. Hope you enjoyed this bonus episode from Two Snarky Sisters.